Alright, we are back with episode number three of the Liquor Box Moto Crew Podcast. So we're going to switch gears today. Click gears, apparently. Uh, we're going to talk about equipment and the upcoming season today. Shout. Back with us is Slay Stone, the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sandbagger. <laughs> Sandbagger. Surfer boy. Surfer boy. Uh so we're just going to jump right into this. Um, we're going to talk about the things that we ride with, both on us, in our packs, um, gear, tools, food, emergency stuff, things like that. We're going to turn it over to Mr. Minecraft himself with his fanny pack, which by the way, folks, if you've never seen this in person, you've got to see this thing. Mason, tell us what you got in that fanny pack. Alright, uh, so I had uh, one fanny pack that was kind of minimalistic. Ended up getting the same one Mikey had for a little bit. The, uh, that was like a, whatever, the MX450 thing. But there goes the dog. A little bit more, uh, had a little more volume, a little more pockets. So, I mean, I usually just keep kind of basic, I mean, what you would need. Monkey wrench, little crescent wrench, or a uh, vice grips, little set of vice grips and allen keys um the typical like eight mil 10 mil 12 mil it's nice to have a little axle wrench for your rear axle uh, when it comes to moto but yeah tools are pretty essential um that's first to go in your bag is that what you would say yeah yeah very back pocket the most organized is definitely where my tools are at so i can <laughs> grab them when i inevitably need them which he does yeah what do you carry for food here. So yeah, uh, I mean whatever I can fit on top of tools, really. I guess uh, usually go to a couple Cliff bars or some trail mix, a little snack, high energy, low weight, kind of compact, but snacky snack items. Yep, some Cliff bars or little granola bars, and then you can get your hands on them, little energy gels are nice, like or the little gummies. Mm -hmm. Some freaking. Uh, Whatever those. Shout out to Stinger. Yeah, those little Stingers. Yeah. Those stingers are bad. Yep. Energy gummies. So you fit this in like a. Supposed to be like six by eight inch pouch. Approximately. By yeah. about three or four inches. Yeah. But, but you, I also. You max that out. Yeah, I also tend to be overly prepared. I like to bring like an extra jacket if I need it. So I'll stuff that in there with the food because the food's pretty like compact. But. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean. What kind, of, what kind of water carrying device do you have? <laughs> so with the fanny pack, it's got a nice little water bottle holder, but uh, I was rocking that thing with the uh, Nalgene. <laughs> Just fill up the Nalgene and uh, have as much water as you need. Um, you set a Nalgene on the trailer, and I'm like, how the hell did you get that in a fanny pack? <laughs> <laughs> and then usually the extra bottle of water, too, but I just got the uh, camel pack, so I got a little back water you upgraded yeah nice. a little water bladder Upgrade. which is nice it's nice a lot more you know compact compared to the nalgene on the hip oh, yeah. but uh oh, yeah. keep keep the keep them clean yeah that yeah you know, you keep yeah. it up higher on your back it's not so low but uh here comes old man river but yeah i mean and even on the uh five mile trip you know it's five miles of hell i brought the fanny pack still <laughs> i think with the fuck with the uh 
Nalgene in it just as extra water, but I had the little hydration <laughs> you pack. still packed that thing? I had the hydration oh, yeah. pack, but that added extra kind of room. I could add a couple extra tools that I wouldn't usually fit inside the camel pack because of whatever other tool I already have. But so parts we... are usually just like cables, throttle cables, stuff. But for five miles, I had like the shifter lever, the brake pedal. Yeah. So when you pack parts. it, do you distribute everything evenly? I see you like taking this thing on and off like seven times. Yeah, I mean the night before we ride. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. I mean, it just kind of sits where it's gonna sit, but it inevitably kind of balances out, I guess. But yeah, I guess the main thing for that is if I can kind of, it's more like forward or back. If you can pack it kind of closer to your back, you don't have as much weight hanging off the back. So if you can get kind of the heavier stuff, tools and things towards the front. But, I mean. And it comes from mountain biking too. Like you want to be overly prepared and underprepared, but it's nice with the mountain bikes. Like they have way less on them. It's just the chassis. It's not like an engine and all that, all the extra like cables and stuff. So the mountain bike, I usually go for a ride and just have everything on my bike, water bottle holder with a little air pump holder Tool and all the little, all that dog shit. yeah, the little SWAT, like mm-hmm. kind of worn up stuff that goes inside mm-hmm. the stem. So I have all those tools. I can go on a bike ride without any pack hit pack or anything but uh yeah on the dirt bike i mean even with just the new ladder i can pretty much put tools everything i have in the fanny pack in the backpack if i needed so and it's pretty small ladder like it's not a very big camel pack but fit what you need just basics like i said what are you what are you rocking for boots and so i uh yeah have the obviously dot like ohb dirt bike helmets um i run you know you can name brands it's it's o'neill but you know just whatever ohb helmet you have i mean i have some fox helmets too if i ever need to use those but just recently you know i mean a lot of the gear that i ride is mainly mountain bike stuff like i have stuff that i bought from mountain biking that is basically the same stuff that you get for dirt biking um pants jerseys stuff like that pads basically all the same stuff um knee pads and all that chest protectors neck braces but you going a full knee brace or just the knee cup pads like yeah no braces yet i mean i'm still 24 but i mean eventually maybe get into like the bracing stuff but i I just run like a basic just soft ipex like gel kind (laughs) of padding but uh yeah i mean yeah i'd like to stay injury free not have to run any braces at any point but yeah for now just basic pads i do have the chest protector and neck braces just nice for being in the woods if you land on your head or get impaled but. side note i forgot my chest protector when i went on a ride the other day uh terrible i felt yeah. naked yeah naked felt naked Nuck. just right away i could feel something was off and was like oh isn't that kind of weird isn't that's kind of weird how you get used to riding with a certain setup and then you forget one thing. It's true. Simple as as a chest protector. Yep. Simple as a chest protector, but you're like, it's in your fucking head. You're like, yeah, this isn't right. Well, it's weird when I ride my mountain bike because I don't usually need the chest protector. I'm pretty, you know, taking it pretty chill. Like you're not in the woods or anything. But then yeah, it's like going to my head resorts. Like wait, I'm not on my dirt bike. Okay, you don't need a yep. chest protector. But usually at least a neck brace or just helmet, knee pads. I don't really rock elbow pads, but gloves, optional. Yeah, this guy rocks a neck brace everywhere he goes to. Yeah, I mean, from the moment I got it, the first time I used it, the thing helped me instantly. Kept my neck from 
bending, getting tweaked, but uh, on the mountain bike. But yeah, I mean, basically it's all mountain bike stuff minus the helmet being DOT approved yep. and uh, moto boots, you gotta have those. And uh, yeah, these guys fortunately hooked me up. I had some like old school, like Hanser, early 2000s, bulky, like moto boots. They worked, they were not really, I broke them in, they weren't really used that much when I got them. But these guys gave me a pair of some of their old Fox boots and those things worked really good. They're a lot more minimalistic. And then yeah, for Christmas, I was given a fresh brand new pair. So that'll be what I break out this nice. season. Fresh uh, never even rode them yet. Yeah, yeah, freshies. Freshies. So, yeah, I think they're the Fox, whatever, Moto <laughs> comps. Oh, so. yeah, Fox comps. That's yeah. what I'm rocking. But, yeah, I mean, they seem to do the job. So. Nice. Anything else? Um, Doggles? Yeah, I mean, same. I was running O'Neill stuff for a lot of years, so I have the blur optics, but, you know, I have some Smith optics also, Oakley's. You know, whatever works, but the blurs are nice. They got the detachable magnetic lens, which is always good. I was good, just going to say, you're one of those magnetic lens guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dude, those you things are people. the jam. Yep. And I have a couple pairs of those, so I'll probably be rocking those for a minute before I need a new set. But works out. You switch lenses pretty easy. You go from different tints, clear, kind of gray, you know. See, I can't see as it is without my glasses, so tint is the least of my concerns. You know they make prescription lenses? Yeah, mm-hmm. give me more of that. I just couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I just couldn't. If I, if you needed me to see the sign number on a trail or like what we were open to, you should probably ask somebody else. <laughs> but if you need to know where the rocks are at, I can see them. Uh, yeah. I'm good there. For sure. <laughs> this guy. I've been realizing more and more I actually put a pair on like some old readers that I was given like light prescription a few years back and I'm like man I can see so much better with these glasses on this sucks I almost brought them in today and wore them but they're like a weird frame but, your yeah. transition to getting old has just begun yeah <laughs> you weren't even 30 yet bud yeah wait yeah. while you got it I know I'm all giving my coworkers <laughs> crap and and they're like late 20s about to be 30 like, you guys are starting <laughs> to you guys are starting to be old men <laughs> and they're like shut up so we're gonna hand it over to Epps. Epps. Damn. We'll hand it over from the young gun to the the old man River. The senior citizen. Did you get your discount yet at Denny's? Working on it. It's close. It's close. Oh shoot. Um, lately, I've been riding with uh, Fox Gear because that's what the local shop up there has. You know. Uh, Garnet boots, and I actually just grabbed those before I went out to Moab a year ago because the boots I was rocking, I was they were a set of foxes, and the buckles were b- breaking on me. So I'm a cheap ass, so I would just tape them, tape them. Well, pretty soon I'm using like a whole roll of electrical tape in two rides. <laughs> so we're boogieing out. Time for new <laughs> I gotta step in for a sec, bro. He's just like dad. Oh yeah. <laughs> It ain't broke. Just tape it. Just tape it. Tape the shit out of it. Keep re-taping. But Garnets and Fox gear and uh, Astrix uh, knee braces. Both knees are shot. Um, HTC lid. Um, Got a couple different ride packs. Never used to ride with packs, the full pack. It was always the butt bag, you know, the Moose butt bag or the MSR butt bag. And 
It's a fanny pack. Let's just call it what it is. Yeah, okay. Yeah, let's be honest. Come on, dude. They were cool in the 90s. <laughs> they were. They were badass. I'm sure you rocked one in Laramie. I did. I did. You rock it forward or back? <laughs> kind of the side. You went side saddle? Yeah. Side saddle? Of course. Oh, but as far as the, what goes in the, in the ride pack is uh, tools and your, your anything that I can work on a bike. You know what I mean? I got some Belzona, some NASA stuff, NASA style compound that we can we break a case. You know? Oh, the big compound. We, we can fix that. I got some uh, pretty much anything that you can try to get that bike back out of the sticks if we have to. Um, I don't have high end tools that are in there, so if I lose a tool i'm not going to worry about it i'll go down to the one dollar bin at the auto shop (laughs) and get another wrench but uh snacks guys like that used to be cliff bars and all that stuff but i don't know man i don't i don't think those things eat too many of them it screws up your system bro so Cliff like, Bar and Red Bull mountain biking ruined me. Like I can't even eat a Cliff Bar. Come on, dog, enjoy you it. can't knock the Red Bull. I can't drink a Red Bull either. Tears my stomach up. I'll throw a Red Bull in my pack. Yeah. Oh yeah. Epstein says drink half of his all the time. Here, this is you guys. I'll do Monster, but Red Bulls definitely each time I hear my stomach. She'll drink too up. many of them for a lot of years. It's good stuff, man. She'll like caffeine, you man. Yeah. You need to throw like, uh, Gives you wings. Beef jerky, cheese sticks. Uh, those tuna, that? those tuna pouches. Oh Jesus! Yeah, with a mysterious expiration date. Just don't look at the date and how old it is, and just eat it. <laughs> <laughs> no, what I was gonna say is that uh, a couple of times last year brought uh, these little like cheese and meat snacks from some yeah. gas station yeah. somewhere, and <laughs> mind blown. Wicked good. Yeah, it a little hack too. It wasn't like the tubes of cheese and a tube of meat. This was like real chunks and. Yeah. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Real chunks of cheese too. It's good stuff. I don't know what that was, what brand it was, but it was delicious. Pretty good. Little hack I found out is if you can't get the cheese, like just because cheese can get iffy for out there for you know getting warm and stuff, but chips like Pringles chips and some beef jerky, like just whatever flavor chip, and then just like some Doritos and then piece of beef links or whatever, yeah. Jack links. Yeah, that stuff's really good. Chips and jerky. I've been trying to load a little bit more as far as the food goes. That's why it's got. I got a Cliff Bar or two. They're probably older than you are. <laughs> in, my, in my pack. It was a couple years ago. I went out there to Moab, rode with Markle and a whole big crew, and I had my little Cliff Bars and I had my little tuna pouches. That's when I seen that these guys were. We were, we were going to be out all day, sun up to sundown, and I was like not putting enough fuel in my fat ass body to make it you know throughout the day and i've seen what those cats were packing and i'm like looking at what at an airbnb in in moab and i'm looking at what they're packing they're packing big ass burritos and all kinds of badass sandwiches and i'm like i need to look at this trail food thing a little bit differently so if we're gonna go out and we're gonna be out of ways i'm gonna pack more food and make sure my bladder and my camelback is clean yeah, no more, li- no more liquid IV for like six months. Yeah, dude. I, well, I'll that still shit. throw the liquid IV in there because that stuff is the bomb. But just make 
sure I clean out the water instead of look in it and go. Primordial soup. Yeah, there's <laughs> is that a Ninja Turtle in there? There's something swimming in, in there. The day they're referencing Epstein's Camelback platter literally looks like lemonade. <laughs> Whatever the floating, very pulpy, pulp things <laughs> fresh, were, fresh made from lemons, lemonade. <laughs> Terrible. You uh, you carry any emergency gear in your pack, Ep? Just started. I put together a pack. Did you? When we went out to our uh. Oh, that's right. Last October? Yep. That was the first time I run one because there was a lot of years I didn't. You know, if you had a laceration and you chingered your finger up, we'd put, you know, use tape to clean it up. Um, But I searched and found a pack that has pretty much everything. The only thing it doesn't have in there that I haven't put in there yet is a tourniquet, which I think is something that we should probably, if you're going to be out riding hard, Especially okay. way out on the Yeah, get a tourniquet in there. Yeah, I've thought about it enough times. I'm like, I have enough zip ties. You daisy chain some zip ties together, probably be strong. But other things like, yeah, you'd have to be trying to jimmy yeah. rig something. Mm-hmm. Like, wouldn't have the actual thing. It's as easy as just having what you yeah. need, the tourniquet. Yeah. So when we go out now, I throw that that one medic pack. It's a it's a full blown. We could do we could yeah. pert near do surgery with that pack that I'm rocking. That emergency pack that I can hook into the wolf pack that I run and uh, the lone wolf pack yeah the wolf enduro it's kind of a spendy pack but it's a pretty badass pack you uh you said you used to run the fanny pack it's all you run vest now is it backpack yeah it's a vest it's a wolf WLF pack um it's kind of yeah you can you can hook all kinds of stuff onto it you can you can neck it down to where it's super light, to where it's just your bladder if you wanted. You can disconnect all the junk in the back if you just wanted to go for a moto rip and just have your bladder. You can hook stuff to it all over the place. There's places to hook all kinds of yeah. stuff. You can make turn that pack into a complete workhorse where it's like, holy shit, I got too much stuff in this pack. Or you can have it just super light, super simple. Yeah. So for the military folk that are listening and watching, like a OBV, yeah, it, load bearing vest for those that don't know what that is. That's where these guys. I think <laughs> the Wolf dudes. I think they're veterans, and they they carried that vest. If you guys look at one of those vests, it looks like something that what you're talking. Yeah, about. so it's a Molly system. Yep. Type hookup. Yep. Huh. Fascinating. It's uh. So Brian, we'll get into this when you're next, but um, we'll come back to this Molly system. With the vest that me and you ran. Right. Epps, what are you running uh, else? Anything else you can think of? Oh, I was kind of just grabbing any goggle that they had on the shelf, but then I started getting, I, I got into the 100%, dig them, like them. Probably will ride with the 100% from here on out. Love them. Yep. Um, and then gloves, I found out this last season. I would grab, like I said, anything that the old shop there in Laramie had on the shelf and it was a lot of fox gear their fox moto gear as far as the gloves with all the little extra padding here and there and guys like that i can ride with them they're cool but they they've been pulling apart not trying to kick fox under the bus but i did get a set of fox just they're like pantyhose they're like mountain bike gloves they're like there's no gnarly (laughs) padding there's just it's just this thin little glove and a hundred percent i got a hundred percent 
Set a glove just like that. They've lasted hard. I mean, they're they're really good. Ain't shit for cold weather, but yeah. Just layer yeah. them up. Throw them out the mountain bike stuff. Yeah, the minimalistic mountain bike stuff. Same thing. You get the bulkier, like the same thing. I've gotten the motocross specific glove, and it tears at the stitches and stuff. Mm-hmm. All the extra knuckle guards and yep. padding. You just get basic minimal mountain bike glove and it's like you said it's just yeah, super right. thin minimalistic yeah. doesn't have many places to have any faults so, so on the same note with the energy stuff i was doing rhino power mountain biking so i'm gonna probably start doing that with the dirt uh, bike stuff again just yeah. to supplements it helps like you said if you don't have a big meal to bring with you you can kind of supplement and uh, make up for lost energy or if you ain't got space for it you know yeah and like the hydration fuel stuff whatever liquid iv stuff if you can get the electrolytes in you that'll make a big difference yeah. no and doubt. the actual totally. hydration bd um dude i'm minimalist i hate carrying you're stuff. like me on mountain bikes but with dirt bikes you're like whatever i don't need i'm not bringing yo if I don't plan on using it, I'm not bringing it. Um, I carry extra parts and the tools to fix said parts that I carry. And that would be like clutch levers, brake levers, that kind of shit. Yeah. And then all the tools to fix that stuff as well. Basic as like tools, yeah. Basic tools, yeah, to wrench on a bike. Um, yeah, again, minimalist. The least amount of shit I can have to put on my back or my bike, the better. Think about it like what that bush said. Probably should all just start bringing a little safety gear with yeah. us, some little medic pack, just something. Each have a tourniquet, but well, that's what I was gonna say. Is even <clears> back <throat> when we were sledding, and sometimes on mountain bike trips off the resort, Mike would always be our med guy because yeah. he was military. He'd always have a med pack of some kit. sorts on yeah. him, and so I just never carried it. I knew he had it, so if we needed it, we'd get to it. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I, don't I didn't mention. Just, I don't carry band aids or tampons in my shit. <laughs> you got you covered though. Right? <laughs> I've failed the last couple trips. I didn't mention. I do try and bring saws with me. Those are nice little hand saw. Yeah, to your bike, saw. But just any sort of just clear debris. Yeah, for sure. Especially that early season. I always have a pocket knife too. That's nice to have just in case you gotta cut through whatever. But. This is all good stuff to know because then I don't have yeah. to pack it, guys. Thanks. <laughs> I know no, what you I all have. I ain't sharing none of my stuff with you. <laughs> I haven't had the saws. Two, you these guys other two the saws, I'll but. share with, but you get your own. <laughs> I guaranteed we'll have fluids and food to supply all of us as long yeah. as you guys carry like emergency shit. And that kind of stuff. <laughs> so talk about your your knee pads, because I'm a, I'm a knee shin guard knee brace guy. It. Because I have bad, terrible knees. I've had yeah. two surgeries on my knee, and the other one was compensating for like five years. So my no knees doubt. are shot. Mm-hmm. Mine are uh, pretty terrible too from years of wrestling and riding. But uh, I try and take decent care of them. But I can't. Again, minimalist. I hate the shin guard. I hate the knee brace. I think the knee brace causes bones to break instead of your knee. And I personally would rather have my knee than my Drink more milk. For sure. <laughs> it's just so weird taste. Got milk. It's so weird. Got milk. Uh, yeah, so I run just the, like, plastic cup mountain bike just like Mason knee pads. I love them. Wouldn't yeah. wear anything else. I bought the motocross shin protector, yep. a little harder shell on the outside. But yeah. 
I've worn them once just I'll try them but I run the nice minimal ones I think mine was a 7 yeah uh, IVPs straps yeah IVPs yeah they're nice I dig them I had Fox uh, boots <coughs> love the comps yeah. rocking them since we started motoing if they ever go away with them I don't know what I'm gonna do with my life Buckles again, break, electrical strap them. Yeah. <laughs> again, minimalist though. Like all the other boot manufacturers have like minimum of four buckles. Each one of those buckles creates a pinch point that drives me insane when wearing a boot. And so I like those comps because they only have the two buckles on the bottom, and then they used to have that rubber one up top. They did away with that. It kind of upset me, but like. I don't like being restricted. I need my movement. I move a lot. Yeah, you do. And I need, I don't want to be restricted. And I don't want all this weight and feel like Randy on the Christmas story where you just can't move naturally. Can't put my arms down. Yeah. yeah. Uh, gloves, same as Ep, you know what I mean? Like, I need lightweight. If I could go barehanded, I would, but I need some kind of protection from the sticks. Yeah. The dust. But yeah, nice lightweight gloves. I don't care what they are. That brand. Just put a couple layers on if it gets yep. cold. Same with gear. I'll wear a mixed match jersey and pants, or my classic O'Neill hot chicas and chainsaws. Yeah. Sticker bomb, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> whatever that is. Yeah. yeah. Looks like a bag of Skittles melted. Yeah. <laughs> what do you, What do you got for food? Uh, you name it. What do you want? Yeah. Dude, I carry those I'm gummies. The Stinger gummies, the energy ones, because they're the best. I always have those. I always have a multitude of granola bars, whether they're like chocolate and peanut butter ricey things or um, Cliff Bar or like the Kind Bars that are good yeah. for you. I mean, yeah, that's close. just that side. And then I usually carry some kind of meat, whether it's jerky or in my sandwich. And then again, sandwich you know what I mean, or slices of pizza, like, I don't yeah. go hungry, that's for sure. For sure. Yeah, I pack enough to stay the night comfortably if I had to, food-wise, I may freeze, because I don't carry anything extra, like rain jacket, unless I know I need to. Sometimes mm -hmm. I should have, though. <laughs> there yeah. may or may not have been one time I told you guys to carry your raincoat. And no, didn't. I'm pretty sure he said don't bring your raincoat. No, I said it's going to be a beautiful it's day. It's going to be gorgeous. It was like 20% chance of rain, dude. You're in the Rocky Mountains there. Well, well that's regardless, like, uh, uh, yeah, food, food takes up most of my vest. And then that, I guess, wraps towards the end of my little gear setup. But, yeah, the... Fox Legion vest, game changer. Used to run the fanny pack. Before that was like random Camelback bags. But again, minimalist. Can't stand feeling something bouncing yeah, off of my hip or my back. Yeah, how long Screws did you have my up. vest before I had to go buy one? Oh, I don't know. Hey, try this vest. A month. You were up. That was like six months. You were on the injured list. <laughs> I was recovering from surgery, dog. I was like, here, try yeah. this vest. <laughs> Six it, months later, I had to go buy my own. It worked great, though. You did pay me back for it, but... Yeah, yeah. It worked. In the end. A couple of rides, I had to ride with a backpack, yeah. and I was like, what's going on? Uh, no, I love that thing. It's got tons of space for my water, my tools, and my plethora of food that I carry. Well, on that note, too, like you said, I have like my chest protector, but it's uh, kind of 
it was based on motocross, so not with enduro riding, so you wouldn't really want any extra stuff on top of it. But for mountain biking, I got the Atlas one, and it does kind of protrude, gets a little bulky and stuff. So yeah, if you can get like the combined hip or chest back protector with the pack Yo, type thing, I switch. Pretty ideal. I'll probably get one for my Atlas chest protecty. Yeah. To the Alpine Star, I don't even know what it is, but it's like uh, that high dollar foam that gets hard on impact. Mm -hmm. Corn like starch. The stuff, yeah. Corn starch, yeah, basically. Um, but it's like pads. the full chest slash kidney, and then it has a full back, too. And I, I love that thing. Yeah, you can put a backpack over it super easy. It's yep, like exactly. It's, like, it's just like a little skin suit type I rock thing. it underneath my vest and don't even notice the difference. Mm -hmm. You still run the Atlas neck brace though? No. You have a different. You I'm don't run too, the neck brace anymore. I'm too old. I ain't trying to go fast. So a neck brace seems overkill for me. Again, minimalist. I yeah. hate carrying shit. I hate having all this gear. You think it's bad, Mason, having gear for your mountain bike, and then you step into motor I know. I realize. You need. Now go get on a snowmobile, and it's two times as much. <laughs> yep. It's yeah. ridiculous, bro. Uh, tools. Did you? Uh, just my Basic. necessities usually for my bike, which mm, KTM will, you know, pretty much take care of everything else too. Unless you're so. French, then we cannot yeah. help you, sir. <laughs> half my tools belong to KTM. Unless yeah, you're Jim sure. Bob, and then you don't tighten the axle. Yeah. 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 Can't help you. Yeah, for sure. Uh, what about you, there, Mikey? DJ Logistics. So, I run the same vest as you, uh, the Fox Legion. Do you? I love that thing. Uh, it's got the, what we touched on with Epler's Wolfpack, the Molly system on back. You can hook on pretty much anything you want. Yeah. And you can take it off. Pretty quick, pretty easy. Oh, that's what all those little sewn-in Yeah, so that, that's for the folks that don't know what a Molly system is. That is something that you can go to your local surplus store, mm -hmm. which you should hit up because you can use magazine pouches. Uh, you can store food. You can store a cell phone, spot unit, yep. uh, GPS, Garmin, whatever you have. Put that in there. Um, there's many, many options with that Fox Legion vest, and I think Fox did a really good job with that vest and incorporating the Molly system. Uh, because as Brian knows, I carry, always carry uh, emergency stuff. You know, like little small band-aids, we got some alcohol wipes, Tylenol, ibuprofen, stuff like that. You usually carry the spot too. Yeah, so that has helped me tremendously. I've known like, okay, I can I can go down to my local surplus store and get a canteen holder. I know we're going on a long ride. My two liters that I carry in that pouch, that may run out or somebody may run out of water, but I always have the option if I wanted to run a canteen, yeah. I can put a canteen on that. Yeah. Like a military, you know, small one liter canteen. Yeah. But you can also put, you know, if we're going into somewhere Say we go up north side of the northwest side of the state where there's bears, I can also get a holster on that. Mm -hmm. You know, piece up. Yeah, piece you up. You gonna shoot a bear with your gun? 
No, but all scared off, you know, okay. funny. Okay. I was just wondering. You know or, what I mean? or sketchy trail riders, you never know. <laughs> With this group, we get in some adventures that we're just like, yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. like the the vest. I feel like the Molly system. Think the the Wolf Pack or the Fox Legion or the OGO. I think has one. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're all Molly systems. They're great. Um, I agree, hundred percent. I've upgraded my Med Pack a little bit more as I get older. Mostly ibuprofen. Centrium performance, you know, I'm getting to that age. <laughs> but <laughs> that's a joke. Uh, it took me a second to see. But it, but it like, I'm like ibuprofen. That's what you carry. Uh, for me, Centrum? it's been great. That fox vest, I love it. Holds everything. Got tools in there. Um, it doesn't bounce on you no matter how much yeah, you put on it or don't. Days. My, I got my tools that came with the KTM. The factory KTM kit, but I also got like pliers, yeah. snips, zip ties. Hey, um, I got like chain break and stuff. Me and Mike did a good job of like splitting up who carries yeah. what to fix what. I carry extra master link, yeah. um, shifter, yeah, brake lever, brake pedal, you know, yep. whatever else you might run into. Throttle cable housing, bolt kit if you need it. Yes, the I, bolt I like kit. To have my throttle cable. I don't know what mechanical life is like anymore. You can go get a European bolt kit at your local store. Well, I had one in the the garage, but I just thought that would fit in all kinds of little spots in that pack, and I don't. (laughs) It just sits there. It just sits in the garage. In case (laughs) if put it in your pack. At least one or two or three of the bolts. Yeah, because we we all ride European bikes, so like the bolt kit, I got that thing like two years ago. Dude, we've already burned through it. I, I'm like halfway through it. Yeah, I got a couple of those on my bike as we speak. I got a few of mine. Jim Bob, I think, has a few. Yep. Mason, yeah. I think, might have one or two. Yeah, I rattle the bolt or two out, and then that, you know. It happens. Kickstand yeah. comes loose. Yeah. Uh, I also got the flip weld yeah. aluminum Jeez. and steel. Yeah. The moose. You got any other gear, or do you just ride in your vest? Uh, no, I usually ride in shift gear. I like shift. Uh, it's cheap, but it they also have really good gear. I had the same pair of pants for two years now, and I literally just burned a hole in my knee. May or may not have hit a tree and snagged my shoulder. That may or may not have ripped open the shirt, but. Mostly shift gear as far as like pants, jersey, um, if it's cold, flannel. If it's really cold, I rock the old Troop 213 hoodie. Show. Because you can't, can't ride moto. Fall season hoodie weather yeah. is best. Yeah. Um, knee shin guard combo. My knees are shot. Like I said, two surgeries. Done me in pretty good. Um, so I like to ride the knee shin guard combo. Uh, mostly because I skip leg day and my calves <laughs> the claws aren't very big so I need something to fill the space in the boot that's my thing I hope I can prevent all that keep riding my mountain bike right. pedal pe- fucking trail pound pedal the, pedal the trails uh, gloves Troy Lee I bought last year the Evil Knievel love those gloves um, I'm like the same with Epps Brian Stones don't need all the padding and hoo-haws. 
Uh, cold weather, just buy thicker gloves. 100% make some good ones. Let's face facts, okay? I'm just going to stop you right there, Mike. You prefer the carbon fiber full knuckle. <laughs> oh, no, you're talking no, about the ones no, no, I no, you're no, talking no. about the ones I bought up at uh, Fingerless. Taylor Park. Fingerless <laughs> carbon fiber knuckles. That's Mike's choice glove right there. When I'm lifting weights, <laughs> yes, but most of the time when I'm lifting weights, it's riding dirt bikes. So Very true. So I rock the old knuckles or the old fingerless sometimes, you know. Shout out to Nick Lyons. For sure. Punch the piece. Fucking Nick Lyons. <laughs> so No, that that is a joke, but I usually I can't ride without good gloves because you ride the like fox gloves like Mason said mm-hmm. and they're thick but the stitching gets torn up yeah. uh, I bought a pair of gloves up at Taylor Park two years ago mm, yeah yeah I think it's two years ago uh, I still have those gloves and they're more geared towards colder weather they're thicker but those things have not torn since I bought them. I finally got a hold of them in November when we were getting wood for the cabin. Those things finally got a hold of them. See, that's where all my gloves go down the shitter is when we start clearing yeah. trails. Yeah. Clearing trail. yeah. Well, it was it was when we were getting wood for the cabin. We were actually cutting wood, so I used mm-hmm. them as work gloves. You know what I got to thinking? <clears throat> I bought a pair for work, and Eric uses these for riding good old pair of mechanic gloves. Are you talking about Marillo's like plastic dipped rubberized gloves? Yeah, the I don't know, but he has the the mason the, gloves. He's such a weirdo. Yeah, he guys. runs the like make just regular mechanics gloves. And those Love you, Eric, but you're a weirdo. Yeah, <laughs> plastic dip your gloves. <laughs> no, 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 no. They're like they sell them with a white back with like the gray. They're, they're masons. That's what Eric Marillo rides mason in. gloves. They're called masons gloves. So a lot of the mason Ooh. mason workers wear them. Yeah, hard shell backing and stuff. Yeah, grippy. I just saw him wearing mechanics gloves one day. I was like, that's a pretty yeah. good idea. Those things are pretty durable. They are. Like they're thick, but they're flexible. I might have to try those riding a couple times this year. Let's see. Uh, helmet. I'm rocking an answer. Dot Breeze helmet. Oh yeah! Shout out to five hundred nine. That's all I ride for goggles yeah. and helmet. Uh, Fox shell. Comp boots. The old rubber straps like Brian was talking about. Yeah, bring that back. I bought the last pair down there at uh, Fort Collins Motorsports. Mine's in Albany somewhere. My boots. Yeah, somewhere. Right. Well, that's why you don't leave them there. Uh, food. I'm a fat kid, so always expect me to have food. We gotta open the door for old man. Here, my dog apparently. You know what happened? What a loser! I oh. thought I just heard him whining. Probably in the corner. Sorry, folks. We got some dog issues. Savages. Furry friends. Furry critters. Uh, yeah, food. The dirt biking thing causes lost calories and electrolytes. So I always have as much food as I need for the day plus at least another day and a half um, the protein pouches jerky 
cheese. Um, I think I did Epps have one of your expired tuna <laughs> one time. That that was okay. And you're still here. Yeah, I'm still here. Yeah. Bomb um, or shit yourself on the trail. As long as it's sealed. Yeah. Usually water in my pack. Nothing cereal. But no, I got plenty of food. Um, I think just being growing up the way I did and the way Brian did, just we always had you know enough. Yeah. Plus some more, because we got to stay the night. Yeah. We can. Speaking of staying staying the night. I haven't got it yet. I am going to get it for the pack. It's that, uh, they look like this is a little white fire starter. See them all over yep. social media. They can be submerged in water. It's not the big stick that looks like a rope. It's smaller. It comes in a tin. Can't remember the name of what it is. Going to get those. Because, like, when we were riding Jack Park and it got so damn cold. I would have gladly lit a fire that but day. I was and warm. I didn't have any way. Yeah, you you hunkered down. <laughs> I set up camp. <laughs> hunkered down underneath that tree, man. And there's like dirt flying camp, out. Yeah. Branches all over. <laughs> the grips. On the grips. Yeah, on the grips. Keep I got a picture dry. of that. I got a picture of that. It's on my Instagram. Yeah. Just putting branches all over the grips. <laughs> So, going into that, spring's coming. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, we're going to click a gear here. Maybe slow down a little bit and get into this little list we made so we sound organized. Spring is coming. How can you get out there and help? Right. Keep these trails open. And how can you help, like, clear them out I don't know if the general population realizes how much work actually has to be done to cut those trees out yeah it's a lot of work if you don't know and you see all those cuts on the trails on those trees now that you're going through and have heard this we about to let you know you'll realize how much like actual work goes into it yeah even at Albany Trail yeah there's a ton at Albany that gets cleared out that like you don't see it yeah and it's all and it, it, it's not paid people it's people doing it for the love of the trail and love yep. of the sport yep exactly volunteering their time their dime to keep these trails passable and keep them to where the forest service yep. whatever organization is can control of it is okay with yes you guys are doing what you need to do we'll keep these trails open for you but it takes people you don't know where you hit us up we can we gladly jump you in on a work party whether it's down here in Colorado or up in Wyoming or go to some of your moto shops and ask hey man I'm interested yep. in helping uh, clear trail or keep trails open yep whether you're just going to meetings and like speaking a voice for us riders or you're actually out on the trail helping like reestablish signs that have been taken out or fallen down yep. Clearing the trail, you know, rerouting trails. Like, there's a lot that can be done other than just going out and riding them and saying they were cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? What I know from coming from mountain biking, like, in the last couple years, I've realized, like, as cliche as a toxin can be, like, social media is pretty, like, good source. Like, if you just Mm -hmm. go through, follow a lot of the social media, you know, 
accounts that are big into you know your local kind Most. of riding area they'll usually post things where you can offer whether it's an old timer work. thing or just the way it works, most of the clubs all work off of Facebook. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why they're on Facebook on and Instagram, Instagram and or Twitter, that, but, but yeah, if you got Facebook, most most of your local clubs will be on there. There's yeah. a club in every area. Or if there's not, get one going. Yeah, yeah. start one. Yeah. Um, Brian, we've showed up several times to help local clubs. Yep. Northern you Colorado Trail Riders, we deal with them and see them a lot at uh, Rand, Willow, Snyder, whatever you want to call it. And then the Grizzly Helena, yeah, work with Shane up at the uh, Albany Trail and Epps on the south end of the Albany Trail. And then, yeah, there's there's a whole bunch of different crews just in our area. Yeah, and we just show up to help out. Yep. So you don't, if you guys don't want to join a club, you don't have yeah. to. Yep. Just show up to help do the work you can see what goes into it so that you get an appreciation for the the sport and what it provides you can still get into uh with the club without signing up and sorry clubs for hurting your memberships but like at the end of the day we all just need to be happy to be together and work together to continue to keep our stuff open so you can get on the club's website and find out when they're going to be in areas and they're not going to tell you you can't help yeah so Start the conversation that way. If it's something you want to continue to get into, then look at donating to your local clubs. Yeah. But at the end of the day, get out and help us. Exactly. I mean, and you don't have to pour in every weekend. You don't have to donate every weekend. You, yep. you know, if we can get a handful or one, even Once if it's one year. person that comes up and helps a little bit on the Albany Trail, I'm tickled. Yep. I'm tickled. If a group comes up, that's even better than more. You know, there's strength in, strength in numbers. You can clear trail with more people. Yep. And you get a little better understanding of what it takes to keep these going. Because it's not just all of a sudden, poof, they're clear at the end of the winter. You know what I mean? It usually takes us a solid month to get all of Albany open and running. Yeah. Easy. And that's bouncing around between northern Colorado and Albany. Yeah. Waiting the for snow to melt. Yep. Yeah. It, it drives me insane. Um, I'm not going to name drop anybody, but there are some guys that will hit me up and I'm like, hey, Ep, you want to go hit up Albany? I'll be up there this weekend. I'm going to be clearing trail. I'll be on this section from this section to this section. Come on up. And they're like, eh, let me know when it's clear. And that kind of, you know, it frustrates me because those are the ones that don't appreciate, in my opinion, that is just my opinion, really appreciate what those trails are. Yep. They and just want, they. I think some of them just think that, oh shit, this trail's going to get cleared, then we can go enjoy them. We want everybody to enjoy them. I would like to see a couple more people just kind of just come up one time. You don't have to come up every weekend. Yeah. You don't have to pour your whole summer into it. Just come up, lend a hand. I think if everyone came up once a year, yeah. at the beginning of the year, and just helped clear the trails, not only do you develop that community, yep. and you can start to get to know some of the people in that community, but it helps everyone. Yeah, The trails will be open sooner for everyone to ride, exactly. because you have a larger crew starting to begin with, mm-hmm. you can divide and conquer, and just... It's a it, it's a win win for all of us. Yeah, you yeah. you get to meet people, and honestly, I think I've had more fun 
clearing oh, yeah. trail oh, yeah. than I have actually riding trail. Because yep. you get to know different people yep. and kind of see where they're at as far as like skill-wise. Mm-hmm. But then you ride with some of those people on different trails and it opens your eyes to how small but tight-knit this community oh, yeah. is. Yeah, without a doubt. And it's it's really fun because it's like you, you might make it eight miles that day and you're still riding that trail, yep. but you're opening that trail Upgrade for trail. other people to come enjoy. Yep. And so if you can get up there and get out there and clear trail, just show up, have fun, don't have any expectations. You're not going to go very far, Yep. but it's some of the best times. Oh, yeah. Just have fun. Oh, yeah. And, uh, just and you bring can, warm clothes and lots of gloves. Yeah. <laughs> Work gloves. <laughs> this yeah. is the Rocky Mountains, folks. Yeah. Uh, kind of on that side note, I was just down at Penrose doing some riding. Uh, yeah, how was that, dude? Penrose. Was fun down there. The old trails that were not legal, but they were illegal, are all now closed. There's talk of tickets being handed out, so on and so forth. Core Service or BLM, whoever manages down there, I think it's BLM, does not want anyone on those trails. So stay out of them until they can get it figured out, folks. But this is a perfect segue kind of in what we're talking about of let your voice be heard. If you like that area, if you like the trails, if you like having trails, be part of the community. Talk about this stuff. Let's work with the Forest Servicery and BLM, private landowners, and the riding community to yeah, like actually exactly. get somewhere instead of us all just whining at a wall. Yeah. yeah. You know? But yeah, just a little tidbit of info for folks as far as Penrose goes, but that's a good example of for as we're coming into spring, start getting a hold of your local trail crews mm-hmm. and your group of people and being like, hey, how can we start the season on a good foot? Yeah. Let's get trails cleared, yep. who's working where, what needs attention, you know what I mean? Because if you don't speak up, and, and they don't hear yep. that there is a, a group, a large group of people that want to ride certain areas, so on and so forth, then it's easier to close something than it is, you know, it's, it's so easy yeah. to close yep. stuff. They don't have the staffing to go and patrol all of these areas yeah. that we all enjoy. And you can't expect them to. It's our duty to patrol them and keep things in check. And it's also, whether you believe it or not, folks, our responsibility yep. to clear the trails, to maintain the trails. They don't get done by Forest Service Rangers. Yeah. It's people like us. Volunteer whether you're a hiker too. or a biker or a moto or just like cutting trees. Those are the people that keep this stuff open, yeah. not the Forest Servicers. So they have no reason to keep it open unless yeah. we speak up about it. Totally. Like mountain biking. Yeah. There's not much of trails be preserved because people stood up, let their voice be heard, and yeah, it made a difference. Yep. If you got trails that are being threatened, let people know, not just your surrounding yeah. community, but yeah. the entire community know. Reach out to us. We'll spread the word. And like. part of this, too, is don't be afraid to help educate the public exactly. on yep. what trails you can and cannot be on. Mm-hmm. Yep. Don't be on trails you can't be on. Don't be on trails that are questionable. Correct. Do your research before you ride so that when you go out, you know that you're on a trail you can be on. Yep. And if it's questionable, ask the locals. They'll probably know better. Or go down to your local BLM land or Forest Service station and ask for a map. 
If it's on the map, you can probably ride it. Yep. Oh, yeah. So don't be afraid to get yourself and others educated. Education. For sure. On what you can and cannot be on. We deal with it in snowmobiles and in the mountain bike community of the whole state of trail thing. And, like, it, us motorized folk get a bad name as it is. Let's not yeah. be part of the problem and help people continue to be able to use this stuff instead of getting it shut down because we don't want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. So. And don't be afraid to be friendly with people. Yeah. Especially yeah. if you're on a multi-use trail. Yep. Slow yep. down. Yep. If there's horses, mountain bikes, hikers, they hear you before you hear them. Exactly. But when you see each other, slow down. Say hi. Yep. Ask how it's going. Yep. Don't be afraid to be friendly. If they're not friendly with you, that's fine. Be friendly. Kill them with kindness. Yeah. Uh, so last segment, let's wrap this thing up. Pick a trail. Rate it. I think we give this one to uh, Epler. You would have to do that, wouldn't you? Now I'm like, Whoa. Okay, if you don't want to do it, I got three. Well, if you got three already, then kick the tires. And I got the Laramie brother. Peak, Star Trail, Fucking swinging from the hip, and Doctor's Park down at Taylor Park, which is also part of Star Trail. Ooh, 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 I got one now. Mr. Cod, Mr. Cod. We can add one. Okay. Add one. Oh. Down there at Sergeant's, we rode, uh, it was the Agate Creek Trail, I believe. It was, uh, got a couple little kind of cool gnarly sections. I wouldn't call it black by no means, but was what was really bitching about it, I've never crossed a creek that many times. A lot of water crossings, it was just rad as hell. I know what you're talking about. Long, yeah. <clears throat> never rode it, but heard about it, seen yeah. about it. Good stuff. Not a black though. I would call it black by no means. Blue at best. Maybe blue greenish maybe. Okay. Tank okay. seven I, down there. Oh man. I've seen the videos. I know what you're talking about. I don't know the name of the trail, but I know what you're talking about. Because no. I've heard it was a tougher shit. There's some really tough shit up there. But agate itself, not. Too I much. didn't think it was. I was the first one that Soderberg and I did first thing in the morning and. We drank a little couple more beer, too many beers that night before, and I was a little hungover, <laughs> and I thought, this is going to be a bad day. No, it was just cool. It was just, there's nice. some kind of cool stuff in it, some stuff that's a little chunky, but. I like it. It was it was just a really good trail, but there is some pretty gnarly stuff down there. Okay. Laramie Peak. That's a double track. Well, I don't think I've ever been four on. wheeler track. It's a 50 inch or less. I would not take a four-wheeler up that. No. I don't think anyone has in years. No, and, Bri, the first time we rode that, I struggled. Yeah. You and me very both. very tough. <laughs> you and me both. Um, I'd give that one a solid dark blue. Yeah, it, it starts Couple? to flirt on black most of the way. Yeah, there, there's some sections that turns into... This may not be a dark blue. Mm-hmm. Um, that trail is from like 9,000 feet to 10,004. 11,000, I think. Yeah, maybe it's just under 11. But it's it gets progressively chunkier as far as rocks go with every foot you go up an elevation. Oh, it's amazing. To where the you're last dead. part, you're dead. 
and it's just loose cobbly on top of a really rocky, spiny <laughs> mountain desert, like death cliff surrounding. That's it's awesome. cool. It's way cool. I'm in danger. Oh, 100%. <laughs> that, that sort of thing. 100%. Is that the one where you guys, the fuel injection is obsolete? And carbureted bikes couldn't get up there? No, that was American flag down yeah. Taylor. Taylor. No, Laramie Peak is just west of Wheatland, Wyoming. So you actually have to go all the way to Glendo Reservoir and oh. then cut west and go to the backside of Laramie Peak to get to the trail. Yeah. It's a minute out there, but well worth it. Carbureted well bikes would be alright at that elevation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You'd be fine. Yeah. Set for nine to high. As high as it gets. <laughs> But definitely, cool. definitely starts to be a black. It's sure you're gonna be tested on that. It's six I'll miles, it top to bottom. Yeah, I think it's like five point seven miles. But it's one good. way. That's yeah. good. Yeah, it's it's good times. Uh, Star Trail up at Taylor Park. Did we ride that when you took me to Taylor? In Taylor Park, we rode across the hillside with the scree fields, and then we kind of zigzag, switched back to down to the road, and then stopped. Did we go to Taylor with this? Yeah. Yeah. Or wait. Wait, Taylor. I'm thinking Jackson Park. Oh. Not, never mind, not Taylor. No, Taylor is down by Buena Vista. I'm so confused. Oh, yeah. That's farther south. That's farther south than I've ever yeah, been. Yeah, that's, that's why I was kind of like, what the hell? No, um... Star Trail is kind of one of the like premier ones down in Taylor Park. Did we rode it? Oh. Is that the one that gets close on the edge? Oh. Steep no. cliff drop. No. Um. Star Trail goes from almost valley floor to the base. <laughs> He's just hacking up a bone. That's enough. <laughs> Going in there, snots. Get yourself something to eat. Um. <laughs> So distracted. Star Trail goes, like Mike said, from Valley Floor, basically two tree lines at American Flag Mountain. Okay. Then you hit a two track and go up to the top of American Flag. Yeah. It's a shady scree field. That's where the carburetor started struggling over 12,000 feet, like halfway up the scree field. Yeah. It's a joke. So Star Trail, love that trail. It's got everything you want. They have it as a black. I'd say blue. If you're not, if you're not into the harder single track like we are, I would say blue. And this is just our opinion for those listening, watching. Star Trail will push you. There's the top. Maybe what? How long was that trail? It was like nine miles, eight yeah. miles, something like that. Then we really should start getting our facts together. But anyways, uh, <laughs> I would say the last mile, maybe two, was rough. Yeah. But the rest of it was... There is the shady downhill part, which we should come from top to bottom instead of bottom to top next year, maybe. It's so fun going up, though. I know. But we should. Because um, that downhill section's got some gnarly stuff in it. I think we could call it a blue. Man, I don't know. It's a black with some blue in it. Because there is some ripper sections. There's a lot of really cool sections through the meadows. Yeah. That kind of stuff. There was flow. 
but there is definitely when it is chunky it was like long stints of chunky good chunky though yeah yeah some steep some steep climbs you two would love it yeah check it out yeah we'll we'll get there yeah we just don't know how far up up to the American flag I'll get but we'll see you'll make it as far as I can get Eric Murillo made it up there you'll be fine yeah um, Hi, we can hear you breathing. What was the other one that you said that was Doctor's uh, Park? Oh, we've ridden that whole thing. That oh, one. I still need a doctor after that. One. <laughs> that one is fun. It's a uh, fast, flowy until you get to the south end, and it just becomes this rude infested free for all, wet sketch. I like it. It's sounds, fun. Sounds like it's really fun. Be really good time. Yeah. So the first time me and Brian rode it, we rode pretty much midway to the north end, and it yes. was fast and flowy. Yes. Couple sections where there's a little exposure. Yeah. But really, really fun because you can let that two stroke sing. And then the second year we went back, we rode the midway to the south end. And that's when it got really fun because we had Grease Hill. Yes. Which Grease Hill, if you haven't ridden Doctor's Park, there's a section that is grease. It's grease. Literal grease. Every time we've ridden it. Yeah. Second year that me and Brian went back, it had rained the day that we rode it. Dude, it rained three days straight. We spent a day in the camper, and then the second and third day, we were like, dude, we got to go ride. I can't just be sitting here anymore. We were soaking in two mm-hmm. days of being outside. Awesome. But we got to Grease Hill, and it was amazing. It was awesome trying to get down that thing, and you couldn't even lock up the brakes. You just skid down the hill. Yeah, even you, they were you go faster downhill when you lock yeah, up. Yeah. So when you look up Colorado single track, folks, the premier destination is going to come up as Taylor Park. It's what it is, whether they bought the most Google search rights or whatever the hell it is. But, like, it is epic. It amazing. is the classic high alpine meadows as well as like top of 13er bullshit the trails are amazing as this comes back full circle again like we're just talking about with helping your local trail crews that place gets beat up the trails are slowly deteriorating quickly so help your local clubs especially down there we might go down there and put some help into it would be worth it put me in coach i'm ready let's do it (laughs) but um Definitely put it on your list if you haven't been. Get down to Taylor. It's yeah, well worth and it. Doctor's Park, you can ride that as a beginner. Oh, yeah, all day long. The to, whole trail. Yeah. It's like a 20 mile long. It's a good 20 miles. But you can like get on and off at the end and not have to like out and back it. You can do like a really easy loop, so to speak, yeah. on it. And, and then with some dirt roads. Ride your Forest Service roads back. Yeah. Good place to go ride. Good the whole family. You do that. Taylor Park and Penrose go down south. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. We got too many other plans this year to get to Taylor. Unless yeah. we hammer out a weekend there, we may be able to do that. We'll see. So that's our four trail picks for the week. <laughs> yeah, we got <laughs> an extra. We, uh, so what was Doc's Park? I'd oh, say. We called it green. Green. Easy. Just green machine. Yeah. Grease Hill, a little bit different. Yeah. Green with some blue 
Pensibly. Ish obstacles. Yeah. Pre-fill if it's raining, might be a blast. Better hope your two-stroke is warmed up. <laughs> Don't plan on going to Taylor until like after July either, folks, because we yeah. are talking like ten to 15,000 foot elevation. Yeah. Snow will be there for a while. <laughs> yeah. Especially so, for this season. That pretty much wraps up this episode of the Liquorbox Moto Crew podcast. Seek. Tune in next time. We'll have some more for you. For a good time. We're going to rate more trails and talk more shit. Spring is coming, baby. I'm ready to get back on the moto almost. And that 125 wants to finish. Dude, on the the way down here tonight for this afternoon, I got the itch bad for a road trip. Started having it. Hell yeah, fellas. Well, that wraps up episode number three. 